Welcome back to Campbell Conversations with your host, Colin Campbell, and today is episode 226 of the podcast, and I'm joined in conversation by Adam Power. Adam is the founder of Powered Media and has built an incredibly successful business and life for himself out in Dubai. Expect to understand how Adam joined the dots from an unfulfilled and underskilled 20-year-old to building a multi-million dollar business and many different brands. You're going to learn so much about early influences, resources, rewiring self-talking habits, creating a new you and a vision board, winning clients, networking with the very best, and scaling things to unbelievable heights. This is the last episode of our by tour the four episodes i recorded out there in december are all now out there and released for you to listen to and the show has grown over 20 percent since the start of december it's been great to have so many of you joining me and i cannot wait to bring you all with me on this journey in 2024 i have incredible plans for the podcast some huge new guests and some amazing insights to follow if you want to support the show then please do make sure you subscribe and take the time to share this to your instagram story tag me at call.cambro and tag adam i know he's going to love your feedback or if it's easier for you share the direct link to a group chat or a friend who needs to hear this transformation story and the steps that you could take in your life today's podcast is sponsored and supported by clean foods meal prep the removal of over 90 minutes of cooking and prep meal prep from my week has been an absolute game changer it's freed up so much time for me to spend on things that really really matter the meals are tastier and they're more varied than the ingredients that i would be able to manage to cook for myself and they're delivered to my door every single monday morning so that i'm prepped and ready for the week ahead the meals are cooked fresh in glasgow on a saturday and sunday and distributed across the uk if you want to get involved the link will be in the show notes to cleanfoodsmealprep.com and you can use the code CAMBRO to save 15% on your order. I cannot recommend highly enough outsourcing things that you know that somebody else can do better so that you can focus on the things that really matter and move your mind, body and business in the right direction. That is quite enough from me. Before we dive into this episode, I want to say a massive thank you for the continued support. As I said, 20% increase is not something to be sniffed at, especially with the way the show has been going. So thank you so much for that. The music's going to play and you've got an hour and 15 minutes with myself and the insightful Mr. Adam Power. Adam, we made it. Here in Dubai, we managed to line it up. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm excited excited for it. And the number of people that I was speaking about when I was coming out here to interview people and your name kept cropping up. So there must be a reason for that, Adam. (laughs) I hope so. Yeah, I certainly think so. And as I was getting to know you and your content, I was thinking about, I think we need to go back to 20-year-old you who was a bit directionless, warehouse worker. Yeah got declined from like a, a what was the what was the role parts advisor and, a, and a car mechanic yeah 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 and, <laughs> I and declined from a lot of roles but that that particular one that i that i posted was uh literally ha- going to the shelf finding the product and bringing it to the mechanic it was like yeah it was pretty much being unqualified for anything really and if people look at you now there are obviously so many impressive achievements such a great lifestyle that you live and they're able to teach on to others how to live this lifestyle as well, which is one of the most impressive things that anyone can do. Yeah. How do we start to join the dots between those two very, very different points in life and time? Um, very good question. Quite difficult, I suppose. Like I always, I always knew I was smart. Like there's always been something that I suppose for me as I never had direction, like you said, I was directionless. I never had direction. So I would always say when I was in school or something like that, my mother would be always crying and, she'd be like, oh, please go to school or just do your homework for one once. And 
whatever. So I just like, look, just I used to always say, like, just don't worry, something's going to come. Because I knew if I put my mind to anything, sport, a project, anything, whatever, like if I put my mind to it, I can become the best at it. But I just never had anything to put my mind to. So I was like, something is going to come. And I knew something would come. And then when I saw Ty Lopez in an advert one time after getting fired, I was like, this could be the thing. And then I just figured out a way to just like, okay, right now, 90% of my waking life is going into this thing. And this is the one thing. This is the one, like, you know, Eminem says, you want to get one shot. Like, this is the thing for me. It was burn the boats. It was it was everything. And it, I just locked in and, and, and never looked back. Yeah, it's funny how <laughs> sometimes you come across something and it just speaks to you on a level that's different to yeah. anything else you've done before. And yeah. so many guests across the last 200 odd episodes have not found fulfillment within the schooling system. Yeah. And if you looked at their academic record, and I'm sure you've joked before about some of the, the qualifications you left with, yeah. you'd be like, oh, like, what's this guy doing? Like, how is he not this, this, this? Because if you have a conversation with him or you maybe tested him in some other form or some other domain, you're like highly capable yeah. and like got so much more to you than the, the, the bit of paper that you were hoping to achieve at the end of school. Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes like that discouraging you throughout your early years yeah. leads people to put themselves in a box where they don't, deem themselves to be capable of doing something yeah. different yeah absolutely and like you know you can't judge you can't line up uh, you know hundreds of different people and judge them all on the exact same thing everyone's got different talents ta different talents like we're you know creatures of habit we're creatures of of, of, of learning different ways different things different we all have different perspectives we all have different upbringings so when you come in and judge somebody and their ability to learn have the attention span to to learn stuff that they have very little interest in and then on uh, to be able to manage a level of focus to dump it on a piece of paper at one time then it's 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 not a good way to judge somebody's level of capabilities of of, of anything it's and absolutely that's why I, I think school is I, I i i hate i hate the education system the if system I'm being yeah it's it, <clears throat> it's still in that archaic mode of like training people to like work nine to five in a factory or wh yeah. whatever domain they want to put people within yeah. and don't get me wrong like there's particular subjects that like spoke to me and excited me and made me want to engage and read more yeah but i i also went to university and did a politics degree and i think now at like 31 i would actually get so much more from the books that they were proposing that i read at the time because i felt it felt forced yeah. and you were just like that's just what you have to do you did you did well in school you have to go to this university you have to study this course yeah. because then you get the graduate job and you're like oh i'm on this like railroaded path yeah. that i don't feel like i have any agency over and i yeah. think for a lot of us guys like like yourself that you're into your training you're into your personal responsibility you kind of feel like oh i've never had this area of like fulfillment from this particular system yeah. and i love that it took you to come across something online to like yeah. flip that switch and yeah. the Adam that people get to speak to now and see now yeah. was starting to get created rather than the, the kind of uh, that screenshot from the warehouse. That was so funny. Yeah. 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 Like th th that's, that's an old me, man. Like it's hard to like that, that guy is, that guy is dead now. Like he's an old guy, but like, but yeah, that was me for years, man. And, and you know, just having no direction and, like the, the sad thing that what I've realized and when I speak with a lot of people and, and I know this is if you have pot potential that's not being fulfilled, that becomes destructive. So like, for example, if you have potential that you have that you, it's not being able to be, you know, given into something, you will start to you'll start to deconstruct your, your life. You will start having arguments, you'll get and start getting into some form of trouble. And that's why 
that's why crime is is there. That's why people are in trouble because they have no they've potential that they've nothing to put it into. So unfulfilled potential is is a huge problem. And if you're not able to express what you have, it and it's bottled up. The core core opposite of expression is is is, is depression. So like it's yeah. you're literally in, people in a people acting state. out because they're so like disillusioned with yeah. what's going on. Yeah. I, I really see that in one of the phrases that's come up on the podcast a lot is true hell is when the you that you could have been mm. meets the you that you are. And yeah. if there's a delta and a difference between that because of yeah. the effort and the application that you've had, yeah. you, you just you would fall into depression, despair, yeah. because you're like, oh my goodness, this is the, the Adam or the Colin that I could have been if yeah. I'd applied myself in these areas that I knew yeah. I could do. Yeah. But instead I wasted my time. And nowadays modern men are really fighting so much distraction. Yeah, TikTok, Absolutely. vaping, porn, recreational <laughs> yeah. drugs, partying, yeah. like yeah. the list goes on and on and on. And I know you're a, a big yeah. Huberman fan. Yeah. All this cheap, unearned dopamine and yeah. reward yeah. that we've got it's so easy to fall off from a path and rather than you watching ty lopez you could have been scroll not at this period in time based on when it was but you, maybe it'd be vine back then or something or yeah. whatever it was and just wasting time yeah just numb exactly just numb, man, yeah. what was it about ty lopez that grabbed your attention because people have different opinions on him, don't they because his yeah. adverts are everywhere if you yeah. engage with one thing he follows you around the internet yeah. and he's good at it yeah so what? funny what you said there a second ago is school has been forced down your throat. School's like, you have to go this, you have to get the degree, you have to do this. And so Ty, Ty done the exact opposite of that. Ty was like, look, I have all these amazing cars. I have this amazing Beverly Hills mansion. I fly private jets. I have, uh, you know, I, I'm financially free. He's with all these beautiful women. He's this amazing lifestyle. He was like, okay, I have this. I got this from reading the books. So he, rather than being shoved, he, he, he shows you how, to, how you, you can create a desire to want it. He completely flips the education uh, on its head. So I was like, okay, straight away, I want to become someone like Ty Lopez. Here's, I, for me to do that, he, I read and study what he has read and studied. And then that puts me into a place of the, the goal is pulling me rather than me pushing myself towards the goal. Really so like it, 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 it's completely swept, sw switched on its head. Um, and then all of a sudden I had a vision, I had a target. I, I knew like, okay, Ty Lopez, he has, he, he's here. He started out when he was here and he's now teaching me how to, to move in this direction. And like Ty is 44, I'm 27, you know, I got a couple of years, but when he's, when, when I'm Ty's age, I, I want to be, you know, someone. Pushing I'm, towards I, that direction. Yeah. yeah. And you can see the path. It, yeah. Changing of the language is huge. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that uh, <clears throat> one of my friends and recent guests in the show, Richard Dixon, talks about is changing from I have to to I get to. Yeah. And it, it sounds like so trivial and sometimes people are like, oh, podcast bros, like making things sound so simple. But if you actively change that in your day all the yeah. time, I get to go to the gym. Yeah. I get to prepare my meals. I get to go a walk. Yeah. I get to get up early. I get to yeah. get sunlight. I get to whatever it is. Yeah you quite quickly reframe how you are as a person and like even like what's going on inside your head the neuroplasticity is different based on the yeah. language you use um yeah. one of the ladies I interviewed in in this year and americans are really interesting for this because they have typically much more positive self-talk than yeah we do as as, yeah. as uk or, or, or in ireland yeah and um uh, Lauren Johnson, she was the performance coordinator for mental performance at the Yankees. So obviously yeah. surrounded by these elite performers. And so much of the time they were reframing words that they would maybe think negatively about, like nerves to yeah. excitement. Yeah. And you just completely change that language. And guess what? 
you start to be like, yeah. I'm feeling like butterflies in my stomach. Okay, that's you preparing the body for what you get to do. Love so that. in the same way, you were like, okay, I have to read these books for school. No, thank you. Yeah. Ty Lopez is saying, read these books and you will move towards this direction. It will create yeah. this potential opportunities for yeah. you. And you're like, I can see myself doing that. Yeah, 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 exactly. And there's a huge, actually, like energetically, school doesn't even, that doesn't even work because you can't survive off willpower. Like you, you're you using all your willpower to force yourself to study. And willpower is like a, a daily iPhone battery. Like it, it doesn't last. So if you're trying to study at eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night, after a long day of dealing with fucking traffic and teachers and, and people in school and trying to live your normal life, by the time that comes, your, ba your battery might only be on, your willpower battery might only be on, 20% remaining and you're trying to cram all this information in, in, into your mind whereas when you're not when you don't have when you're not surviving off willpower you're surviving off desire desire is an ever feeding emotion like it's it, it, it you create energy when you have desire so desire is like something that will constantly push not have to push you that you're able it will just happen you know without any effort you know like it's flow you and you're flowing into something, you don't need to be like, I have to do this, I have to do this. You can just go in that direction and, and that's and, such a And that, that's why people sometimes can't understand why maybe somebody like you or our mutual friend Darren Lee or myself are just yeah. building so relentlessly Yeah. because they're like, that looks like a lot of work. Yeah. But work doesn't always feel like work when you're driven <laughs> by what you're talking about there yeah. in terms of desire. Yeah. And I f it, it's so interesting that you're able to, rationalize that now yeah. but if we were to go back to younger adam wh what was going on inside your head when you discovered this ty lopez guy and you were like you were like i'm now i've got a desire to read these these yeah. books like what was pushing you then yeah so like ty lopez was like the snowball effect for me because when i was i was just writing to youtube every night i simply replaced my my netflix and watching stupid tv shows with ty lopez but then my youtube algorithm was feeding me like like-minded videos so I had the Gary V's and Grant Cardone's and then I discovered Bob Proctor. And then Bob Proctor was someone who like literally took my brain out of my head, completely <laughs> 360 it and put it back in. I see the world totally different from, from you know, dealing with Bob Proctor. Um, so I was just on, on this on this rampage of like just, just finding all information. So I just became obsessed. I just became obsessed with that with that type of stuff. It's just all good stuff as well, isn't it? Like <laughs> yeah. it, it's so easy to fall down the wrong algorithm rabbit holes. Yeah. But when you start feeding yourself the good stuff, it's amazing. And it, we had a, a kind of special roundtable episode in the podcast called "Stand on the Shoulders of Giants." Yeah. And my fr I, myself and two friends took all these different concepts that we have access to for free through YouTube or through books or through whatever platform. Yeah. And it's like Jordan Peterson, it's Grant Cardone, it's whoever it is. Yeah. And you're like, do you know how lucky we are in this day and age to have access to this level yeah. of information for free? Yeah. When in the past, you would have had to have some, you would have had to go on a pilgrimage basically to get yeah. access to this level of, yeah. of wisdom. And of course we had the written, the print press, but yeah. media nowadays is so much more easily distributed that yeah. we get to tap into this stuff. Yeah. And it's, it's all a choice. Because yeah. you could have spent that time, like you say, Netflix and whatever else. And I don't want yeah. to demonize Netflix, but genuinely, if you swapped those hours and hours and hours that people consume, yeah. you, you like you can radically change your mm. skill set very quickly. Yeah, 
absolutely if you have a problem in your life you, like don't just uh, that's what i think like people just accept the problem like and just to learn to live with the problem whereas if you have a problem in regards to you're overweight and you want to you know lose 10 kg kg you want to have better cardiovascular health whatever the case may be instead of sitting down watching you know game of thrones or suits or whatever is on the tv like go, go, go on, walk right into youtube and spend that two hours at night time doing that and then implementing what you learn and in three to six months time you could have lost 10 kg and you could feel 100 times better and that will snowball effect into your life so never ex just just accept and live with the problem people are just accepting and living with the problem is you know and then they're like yeah i'm 10 kg overweight it's really bad but look it is what it is i'm gonna watch a movie here like you can't live like that you have only one life and you know it, it's life is a game you have to win you have to become the character yet you want to become you have to level up or else you're going to be sad and you are going to come to the end of it and say this is who i am this is who i could have been and then you're going to go that's into that true hell death. we just spoke about yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah given you didn't connect with academia what was your process for learning during this period Ty Lopez's videos but like what kind of education were you getting so I just I just done everything like I just done everything like to be honest I have well maybe a little bit now I've I start I watch you know the odd movie now and then when I'm you know if I'm with someone or whatever but like I don't really I still do that like I still if I'm going for a walk I would just automatically put something on my my headphones or i'll have something on the car or i'll just be consuming all the time it's because i'm obsessed i don't particularly look for like i'm not particularly looking for a piece of information i just actually enjoy listening to it because even though i don't know like you don't know what you don't know so i'm just constantly learning and then i'm like it all will it all it all will benefit my life in in some form of different way um i know i'm very like I'm very kind of like, like spiritual, I suppose. So I can kind of like, I just constantly look to. Well, I know you have a faith as well, don't you? So yeah, yeah, it links yeah. to that too, I guess. Yeah. So it all, it all links. And I just, it's just, that's, that's my entertainment, man. That's like, that's my, that's my Game of Thrones, man. That's my, that's my I, thing, you know. I, I, I think it's so important to switch off. And I think I see a lot of like traits that are similar to many of my guests and similar to myself where like yep. we are very type A and like yep. dialing into things like, oh, I'm going to listen to this podcast or I'm going to watch this podcast rather than putting on something that feels mindless. It yeah. gives us a positive feedback loop. Yeah. And if you're constantly in like the, the phrase I'm thinking of is like almost like marinating your brain yeah. in like all these great conversations and great minds, <laughs> I like that, yeah. you give yourself a really good opportunity to soak in more of it. And then yeah. it, it comes to your mouth. Like see some of the concepts you're talking about in terms of Bob Proctor and desire. Yeah. That's through hours and hours of like and if you did biology and skill osmosis which is just the transfer yeah. between the two yeah. and you're like this is great like i'm so yeah. fortunate that we yeah. get this and like i as a host now get these amazing opportunities to speak to people and i can recall lessons like warren johnson switching nervous to excited or whatever yeah. else yeah. and it's, ju it's just a constant learning process that yeah. we get to share with people who tune in on spotify or youtube yeah, it's yeah. mad love that ty lopez actually calls it edutainment so Brilliant. He, like obviously switching your entertainment for edutainment educational entertainment so like it doesn't have to be like a seminar or you know some live training it's not that's like a lecture, yeah. yeah it can be like a vlog like i can be like it can be a vlog of someone who you look up to like it can be someone who has a youtube channel or that's successful in business or fitness or, or lifestyle whatever you want to achieve or whatever you want to move towards you can just consume their content like consume how like I don't even, I don't, I'm not even consuming, like, I'm trying to, trying to learn something. I'm trying to be like, 
you know, what's, what's the tiny things that they're doing, you know, like what, what time do they get up? What do they, what, like trying to construct what, like, what do they do for the first hour of the day? What's their plan? Like what's the access the, we have to that is, is, <clears throat> is wild though. Like you could make, you could yeah. maybe read like Marcus Aurelius's stoic diary yeah. and see like, this is what his daily routine looked like. Yeah. But nowadays we have guys uploading on their Instagram story, their full yeah. day. And you're like, yeah. Oh, well, if it works for this guy, yeah. I can just take, my version of it and i always reel yeah. against becoming like the aldi or the costco or the the kind of b-tech version of somebody yeah. else yeah but you can absolutely learn from these people and be like okay i'm going to dive into this 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 yeah but in terms of like your education through ty lopez you did some of his courses as well yeah what, what were those like so yeah i done ty lopez's course and um, when i got fired on a friday i found i came home and i wrote into youtube like what the fuck am I going to do? Like how to, so I basically, I, I tried every job. So I, I was trying every job. I tried to become an electrician, a carpenter, a laborer, like I done everything, every factory, uh, forklift, everything you can think of, right? <laughs> and I failed them all. So I came home and I was like, how to start my own job. I was like, how to create my own job. And then who, who, who pops up? <laughs> I love it. Um, so I clicked in through and I didn't know I was being sold at the time, but he brought me to a webinar, a funnel. At the time, I had no idea that was happening. I thought I was like, oh my God, this it's this live webinar that's about to come off with Ty Lopez. And he brought me through like uh, how, how basically how this all works. And I was, I, I just put, I just remember just watching it and I was like, this could work. And in the back of my mind, I was like, I'm saying to my mother for 20 years, something's going to come, you know, because my mother will say like, but my mother phrased, my, my mother very, very intelligently phrased things to me to say like, you know, if you don't do something like, Adam, you know, you're, you're 20 now. What about when you're 35? Do you not want to take your family on a nice holiday? Do you want to live in a nice area? And I was like, yes, I want all of that. But this is not the, the pathway to get there. The education system is not going to get me there. It wasn't so, connecting with you either. <clears throat> For some people, they might go through it and end up yeah. in whatever they're in, ending up in. But yeah. very few would have ended up where <clears throat> you are now going through the, the education system. No, it's impossible. It's just, it's just not how, That's how not, it's it, designed. It, it couldn't be possible. You, you, you don't learn how to start businesses or, or network or anything like that in school unfortunately i wish you did my life would have been a lot easier but um but yeah so that bells were going off my mind to say is that the one thing that i've been telling people for years that is going to come you know because like you know i just i just gave my family a, a tough time but it was never out they of want the best you don't they and they, yeah. and i notice it even now parents are conservative with a small c yeah they like to see you do things that are concrete and tangible and yeah. even now i guess sometimes you maybe have to explain to mum what it is that you're oh, doing they're, yeah, they're because they're, because they're, it's they're, not it's not it's not clear and like yeah. i remember starting the podcast and my dad been like oh how does that work with like gdpr <laughs> as in like data protection information i was yeah, like yeah, dad yeah. don't honestly don't worry about it <laughs> absolutely mad yeah. because that it's just so so foreign yeah. to them like they don't consume yeah, yeah. podcasts they don't listen yeah. to them they they probably don't understand the elements of it, of, of an yeah. agency because it's yeah. foreign to their generation whereas yeah. if you were a banker an accountant uh yeah. a dentist an engineer yeah. a car mechanic a hairdresser yeah. like it, it's like oh that's always been around and it always will be this yeah. is how it works whereas when you yeah. do this kind of internet thing yeah. they're like that, it's, it's all not brand tangible new. it's not tangible yeah. and it doesn't feel safe yeah until you have proof of concept yeah. so in terms of you getting started yeah what was the process like for that so yeah i just bought a course and I, like i said i got fried on a friday this was like a tuesday i literally got paid i think i was getting my salary was like two thousand euros a month so i literally got that and i just like holy oh i was just like terrified 
I remember being like, this is a huge thing. And I said, like, this is going to be a lifelong embarrassment if it doesn't work, which that was the drive, one of the driving forces for me to work hard. So he just brought me through and I was like, this could work. This could be a thing. And I just, I just paid the money, man. Actually, no, I think I wait. I think I, I, I motivated myself. It took me like a week to like motivate myself. Psyched to, up for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then one time I was sitting outside the gym and, um, I was on the website and I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And I done it and I got emailed the access and everything. And, uh, and I just went home and got to work. I just went over and bought a couple of notepads and pens and went up. Um, you know, I actually called, I actually went to one of my, old, one of my friends. He had, a, I remember he had a desk in his room. I rang and I was like, you have a desk in your room. And I was like, this is like a plank of wood on top of two, two things. Like, it, it wasn't even connected properly. And I was like, are you using it? And he was like, no. And I was like, can I have it? And he was like, yeah. And I just drove up, grabbed the desk, came home, uh, pen, notepad, I'm I, I, my laptop literally, it, it took like 20 minutes to come on. It sounded like a hairdryer. And it was so bad. Boeing seven four seven taking off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just, I just kicked off from there, man. I just opened it up, um, and and you know, I, I just, I just. Where just did the off. first clients come from? And I guess for the listeners, this was a, a marketing agency, in effect, wasn't it? Yeah, That's yeah. So Ty was Ty. He he owns the copyright for SMMA, which is like social media marketing agency, um, and essentially, yeah. So basically doing everything in regards to the digital world for local communities okay so basically he was teaching people how to domain thing back then it was like facebook ads were really kind of like really kicking off google ads were around but they weren't like there was no one really doing it really efficiently mostly web developers and web agencies were just having an add-on of google back in this like 2017 so yeah just basically kicked off from there um started and the first client came from so my i wasn't even trying to get my first client really for the first six months i was just trying to reprogram my brain because i was just i was going down the wrong route for so many years and i kind of semi understood i have i would have i had to be i have to become a different person because i was scared to even tell my parents i was scared to tell anybody that i wanted to start a business because this was the same person that like got the lowest grades in the whole entire high school we call it leaving cert in Ireland. like there's 180 people in in that in that graduation year my grades were the bottom like the lowest so for me to tell people i'm going to start a business was like this like i checked into a mental hospital type of thing so i had to spend kind of six months just actually learning how to become i suppose someone who is capable of that so i was like learning how to dress better i was learning like how to have good posture all the small things that you're not really taught I was, how you carry yourself is yeah is huge and yeah if you, and in any business, new sales is vital. You can't survive without it. And if you don't believe in yourself as a man and a person, yep. there's very little chance you're going to sell your company and your concept and your product yep. either. Yep. So I find that really interesting that it was like a building phase of yep. before I can go out to the world, I do need to like prove to myself that I'm going to be able to do yep. this. And I had to prove to people in my local area, I had to prove to people because back then I didn't, I wasn't, e-commerce came for me about two or three years later whereas at the beginning i only had like my widest dreams at the time were getting that same two 2k a month salary but like five local businesses paying me 400 quid a month or something like that so for me to like even have any local business even to reply to me i had to like i would have had to i had to change a lot so um essentially what i did was i just spent that six months just 
becoming a different person, dressing dressing better, like different, as I said, posture, reading books, uh, and essentially just actually changing who I was. Um, and then one day I remember my, I heard my sister say to my mother, being like, Adam's very different, like Adam's different, or he's like, he's dressing different, or something, something, something's going on here. And I was like, okay, this I must be starting to, to, to work. Because previously, like, no electrician company didn't want to hire me. Uh, a factory didn't want to hire me. The warehouse worker didn't renew me, renew my contract after the six month thing. Like no company wanted to employ me. I was unemployable. So for me to actually have people directly come to me and pay me direct, it was like a huge, terrifying thing for me. So six months went by of me just learning how to change and how to become a different person. Um, and then once I finished Ty Lopez's, it's a four month course. I'd done it twice in four months. So basically I'd kind of done it like I was nonstop. Then I started kind of like saying to my friends and stuff, they were like, cause all my friends were like, what, what, what are you up to? Are you reading a lot of, I heard you're reading books. Like what, what the hell's going on? Because I was just- It'd be nah. out of character. Yeah. So I was just not a person to read books. Like my, my, my first time ordering three books from Amazon, I grabbed them from the postman, to, from the, 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 the delivery, and I hit them under my, my pillow or whatever. Because I, didn't, I remember like my mother would be like, well, what's going on here? Why is Adam reading these books? So, I was just, so it was just so out of character for me. You know, it was so you were, um, far from... You said the phrase burn the boats at the start. You were yeah. burning the boats with the old version of you as well. Yeah. Like detaching yeah. from it. Yeah. Adam didn't yeah. read... Adam couldn't hold down a job. Adam didn't dress smartly, didn't hold himself properly. No. I'm not that guy anymore. No. You were, like, you're on your villain arc. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I had to completely kill the old person me. Like I had like a two or three year process, or maybe one or two year process of actually killing the old person of myself. And then when did the first client come then? So yeah, I, I started saying to all my friends when they were asking with the books, I was like, look, I'm starting to do this internet marketing thing. I was like, I'm starting to do this, this online thing. And I was like, here's the deal. You tell, you say to your employer that like we can bring them more customers in the door without, um, with, 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 the, with, with the internet. I can get more customers in the door. And if they sign up as a client, I'll give you 50% of the first month. So I sent it to all my friends, I sent it to my father. And one of my friends, Craig, Craig said to his, uh, Craig said to his boss, which was the barber, um, back where my mother lives back home. And um, she was like, yeah, that sounds great. Tell him, tell him, come down. She was, I think she said she followed like US companies that were doing something similar um, or UK companies that were doing something similar. She's like, oh, if we can do that and earn, it would be great. So Craig, Craig rang me one day and he was like, yeah, she said, come down. I was like, what? <laughs> I just freaked. I was terrified then. So I went down and met her and I told her all about this and I had like this stack of stuff printed off. And uh, she was like, yeah, let's do it. And I was like, yeah. Uh, she was like, how much? And I was, I wanted to say a hundred, hundred euros a week, but I was too scared. So I said 90 euros a week. And she was like, yeah, perfect. Let's do it. And that's, that was my first client. Amazing. Yeah. And that referral network was something that you started to build out, wasn't it? Yeah. So I, I, made, I made all my friends in my network, my sales team. I made my dad, my sales team. So my dad then, his local bar back home uh, was my second client. So he connected me with the owner. He was like, go speak, go, uh, go speak with him. Um, he sounds interested in another person. And um, so then uh, effectively my dad said it to uh, a financial advisor. He does like insurance. He does like mortgages and stuff like that. He was like, you know what? Tell him, come down to me. Tell him, come down to me and he'd have a chat. So he kind of was a more like, I've always wanted to mentor someone. He, he he was more interested in being like my mentor. And I was like, yeah, 
let's do that. And I was like, I'd love that. So he, he connected me with a recruitment agency and they were my first like four figure. I think I charged, they were like 1.4K a month. So I thought I made it <laughs> when I was making that. Um, so he connected me with a, a, um, an optician and a recruitment company and both of them came on along with the others. And essentially after about nine months from purchasing the Ty Lopez course to, uh, to, to then, I replaced my salary of 2k or 2.2k with my own clients and I, I i that was my widest dream and you were working for yourself in yeah. something that you liked doing yeah that didn't feel as much like work as when you were in the warehouse or wherever no. else no 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 i used to be i would like fall asleep sometimes fall asleep on the laptop so eventually after that i saved up enough money to buy a proper laptop um so i would fall asleep on the laptop and sometimes i would just wake up get a coffee, go to the gym, come back and open up the laptop again. And I would love it. I was loving it. I loved all that. Flow stuff. state you talked you talk yeah, about, didn't you? completely flow state, yeah. Looking up stuff on, on, on YouTube, looking up like, um, looking up how to do new things and bigger, bigger and better things for the clients that I had. And yeah, it was, uh, it was amazing. I've seen that screenshot of that first invoice that you got. Yeah. What was that feeling like? <laughs> that was fantastic. That was amazing. Um, that, like right now, right now, clients pay ten grand a month or eight grand a month. Like that doesn't that that first three hundred euros a month, that was the best endorphins I've ever had in my life. Like for me, because I heard someone say, if you can do something once, do it ten times. If you can do something ten times, do that ten times, and then you know, you eventually will get to a million or, or, or success. It's proof of concept, isn't it? Yeah, proof of concept. So when I got that, I was like. I'm on, I this is working like because I was like six months of hard work went in with no pay or no even guarantee previous to that so I was like okay this is this is working I was I risked every I risked embarrassment I risked you know fair failure because as you know from from Glasgow it's probably similar like if if that if this if that didn't work and I went back to different employments I went back to friends they'd be like Oh, how's the business or the businessman? Or, you know, it would have been so embarrassing. Yeah, the the, the ribbing you, you know? get so big because you pursuing something different casts a light on them. Maybe yeah. playing it safe and not doing yeah, it. Maybe something. And then um, we're speaking. You've done events with with Rob Lips, who's been on the show, and he joked like, "Oh, what's uh, Billy Biceps doing? Posting about protein <laughs> or something like that." And he just like at that time he said he found it really hard because yeah. people were actively wanting him to fail yeah. so that they could say, "I told you so." Or yeah. this this YouTube things no good yep. what are you doing that that's for yep. the americans or yep. that's not for people like us yeah and it's such a limiting belief yep. that no wonder the uk and ireland are falling behind and we're out here in, in dubai having this conversation yep. and you're surrounded by people who are willing to push themselves and i'm very lucky a lot of the time through the podcast i've made amazing connections in the uk yep. and i see like a really positive or i see the most positive side of it yeah but i know beneath the surface there's a hell of a lot of people that don't listen to podcasts like this one yeah. that are just desperate for people to yeah. to fail like people who maybe listen to a podcast and maybe share a spotify rap to my show been up there and yeah. whatever else people be like what are you listen to a self-development podcast for like what yeah. are you caring about that for you should be listening to yeah don't know shag marry the void or some other trash yeah. like like and could get me wrong people have their entertainment but it's yeah. it, it it's wild how people get uncomfortable when somebody decides to be like i'm gonna strive for something better yeah don't do that you're making me feel inadequate yeah, well, that's true. And you have to shed, like, you have to, like, I don't talk to any of my childhood best friends anymore, like, which is sad, you know. I might see them at Christmas once a year or whatever. But when they don't want to do something and I want to do something, it's it's a natural, it, the, the gap widens in regards to interest levels, in regards to what you want to do. Like, 
I get more enjoyment going for a, a, a cappuccino than I do for a fucking wild night out. Like, I don't care about that stuff, really. So it's your interest levels widen and then you, you, you will have to shed people. But you also got to make room for new people to come in born. You are in the middle of all that. You will have like this super lonely phase, which I did. I think it was 2018. I had a lonely phase, but I, I it was fine. Like it was all good. But like, remember my dad used to be saying like, well, it's like, what are you doing? It's Saturday night. You're, you're, you haven't, you don't like, where's all your friends? Like, where's all my childhood friends that would just walk into my house without ringing they would just come in or like, you know, where, where's... You were like family with them at that stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I would walk into their house. I'd go on holidays with like best friends for, for years. And my dad's, you know, it was it was a weird time. But I have, you, have, you have to go through that. They're now, waiting to see the proof, aren't they? Yeah, they're waiting to see the proof. But again, that gap opens up the new people. And like now I said, Rob Lips, Rob Lips was a huge uh, inspiration of mine. Like I talk to Rob every day now. He's one of my best friends. But like back then, if you actually go on Instagram and scroll back to 2018, I'm texting Rob <laughs> to say like, Rob, I'm coming to Dublin. When are you, like, I'm taking you for a coffee. When, when are you free? When are you free? Can we train or can I pick can your I brain? Yeah, exactly. Anything. You're just looking to connect anything. because he's, yeah. he's somebody that you know can help raise you up yeah, and not some, push you down. Because he, be yeah. he, he, he believes it can be done because he knows yeah. how difficult it is to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a huge thing because in Ireland... I didn't really have much people to to look up to then, you know. I didn't didn't really have much people to. That's what I. That's why I credit this course. That's what I have the, the institute now. That my goal with that is for that in Ireland specifically, so people have that because I know for a fact, like when you're when you're in school or when you're in you know college or whatever you're doing, when you're bored and you're getting in trouble, it's because you lack interest. It's not because you're a bad person. You just lack interest. I just don't give a fuck about algebra or whatever theories there is or whatever bullshit you're trying to, I don't want to learn French all right I don't care about that history class it's probably all fake anyway I don't care about all that so I'm looking I, I I'm, I'm I lack interest and when you boredom is the biggest problem for so many people and I would get in trouble when I was bored I would you know throw something at the whiteboard I would miss a class I would you know you were you were acting out just acting out, man, because because of bored and lack interest. So if you if you find interest, you can put your time, effort, and energy into that, and then you can create something, something, and and, that, and that's it. Like you know, that's the problem with the education system. We don't we're not interested in that stuff. You know. What I found interesting, and I wonder <coughs> if this would still be the case in twenty twenty three, is that you built out this agency without any real personal brand online. Yeah. Whereas nowadays, um. I, one of the interviews I've done when out in Dubai is with Daniel Priestley, who wrote uh, yeah. Key Person of Influence. Yeah, I know him, yeah. And com like, absolutely love that concept yeah. in that book. And I yeah. think that the number of opportunities that have come my way through Instagram, LinkedIn, the podcast, you're like, okay, this is really interesting. Yeah. But your agency was scaling without yeah. you really being public facing in terms of talking uh -huh. about it. I didn't even know what a personal brand was um, until about two years ago. I heard the word a couple times. And I was like, what, 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 what even is that? I never knew that was even a thing. And then it was only probably last year when I knew it was an important thing. Like I never even, I never grasped it. Like I never knew. Well, now it you're was. doing pods. Your Instagram's growing. Yeah, you're no, creating no. really fresh-looking content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I never purposely woke up one day and was like, "I'm going to start a personal brand." Like I never understood that. You know, if I did, I'd probably be double as far as where I know. Do you think um, so? As much of a difference as that? Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, but yeah, like it's it's definitely it's a hugely important thing right now. Um, you, I think anyone, you, you need to do it. Not even to become some, some form of, you know, global Iman Gadzi type figure, but to like, just become credible. 
become credible. Like I get DMs every day of people trying to do something. And I always tell the story of one guy, he's like, Adam, I'm sending out, I'm learning how to do Google ads and Facebook ads. And I'm sending out a hundred emails a day for four months and not get one reply. And I clicked on his page and it was like, book your next barber appointment by clicking the link in my bio. And I was like, you're a barber. I'm like, a company's not going to give you their marketing budget for a, a trial period if you're if you're a barber. Like, become be be credible, be consistent, be ethical. Like, do those things, and, and then the clients will come. That's huge, know? isn't it? When you click through onto the profile, and if if you've cold DM'd me, of course I'm going to be like, who is this guy? What does he stand for? Yeah. What what what's his social proof? What other clients do you work with like me? Yeah. You're going like, to want to know that straight away. Yeah, of course you are. Yeah, yeah it, uh, that that <laughs> that makes so much sense. Yeah. But it's interesting that you were growing through referrals, and because it was local, you were maybe getting to go and see them, make an impression, and yeah. it removed some of the need, uh, particularly in like 2017, 2018, where you would have had to like have a really polished LinkedIn or a polished Twitter or a polished yeah. Instagram for them to go on and check your work. Yeah. You were maybe building that connection in person as well. Yeah, it was all in person. Like, you know pre-covid it was actually very hard to even do zoom calls you know it, clients kind of expected you to come come down and see them or, or whatever um so yeah everything was local i was like try meet meet the people like as i said that first four figure client which was the recruitment company they were about an hour from where i lived in cork and i used to go there once a week just I would just come to the office with like two or three coffees and say, hey guys, coming down for a little bit, just want to go through some things. Um, and the previous night I would like think, okay, what's five ways I can help their business? And I bring them, propose them to that week. And then we'd be like, yeah, two of them are bad ideas, but three are good. Like, let's try let's try those three. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. So I would, I would, I would, I would go down there and, and it would be a very, very personal uh, relationship. Yeah, it's, it's great. And like the landscape has changed since then in terms of how people yeah. deal like you say c19 led people to more teams more zoom more comfortable yeah. with remote relationships yeah. but particularly in a smaller community where maybe you were actually introducing a new concept in terms of using this internet thing to to grow my business yeah. Yeah. that's fascinating what were some of the big results that were happening during that period for your clients that allowed you to maybe scale beyond that yeah so that 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 barbershop they went from like you know, they were just saying like, oh, this is great. But it was all, it, a lot of it was organic. But I remember they went from like four to seven staff and like they moved to the other side of the area with a double sized unit. And we were like, okay, we were like documenting that, posting adverts in the local area. The recruitment agency, so like recruitment companies, if you get them, if you get them a company into a corporate, their commission might be like 20K. So we were sending them like, you know, 20 leads a week. And they might say, okay, we just, yeah, two, we're after putting placements on two of these. And in my head, then I'm like, 20 and 20 is 40. That's 40 grand. And they're, so they're like, I'm like, did I just make you 40 grand? They're like, yeah. And I was like, whoa. So I was kind of picking up these, these level of confidence. Um, and like all the case studies, like they were just going, they were just like, you know, I got, I think I got like, uh, for the optician clinic, we got like 200, uh, quarter million views um, in a video locally. And they're like, our inquiries were, booked out from that so it was all these because you understood things. how to target as well like the views weren't yeah. just vanity metrics they were actually potential customers which yeah. is again because you'd been through ty's training and could could walk the walk yeah it was like right i'm gonna deliver this for you because a lot of people when they like oh we're gonna bring in a marketing agency to increase our following and you're like okay what <laughs> yeah. followers yeah 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 exactly so i i just knew i i think very analytically so i'm very much like one spend one euro and make four euro and they'll be happy forever so i was like okay something can go wrong so something can you know they might not like 
who I am. They might not, you know, and, and you, you, all intangible stuff might not align. But if I can make them money, then they'll always be there because it's business. I very analytically, I very kind of like analytically understood that. So I would say, okay, if I get quarter million views from people who are in all a 20 mile radius of, of the spot and it's in their age demographic, it's in their thing. So they get customers coming in inquiring for their next appointment, then, okay, that's going to be like a huge amount of profit for them if they become lifetime value customers. So I very much had the mats. I had the mats quite down to a T and that's how, that's how it worked. Quite yeah. Well. Revenue and profit are everything for a business. And if you, yeah. as an agency are delivering that, you become such a valuable yeah. asset and you become a, you become like a, a partner within the business, not yeah. just like a, like another, another expense on their marketing budget. They're like, Oh no, Adam and powered or whatever you were trading as then. Yeah. These guys are really important yeah for us so like they're like yeah. part of part, part of our unit which, which, yeah. which is class i know you've been heavily influenced by gary keller's one thing and you were speaking about yeah how important this might be the one thing that i've been talking about for 20 years it's going to move me in the right direction yeah what made you decide to expand upon what you were offering then beyond just the the agency it all kind of just naturally evolved really um Obviously, with C19, then, you know, all of my locals, I lost like 40% of business uh, overnight because everyone closed. All the lockdowns, yeah. Yeah, but um, then I went into the e-commerce. So we were just doing like, kind of like, again, it's the same Facebook, Instagram advertising for, for e-commerce companies. And then, you know, I think we were working with like a bunch of cosmetic companies, a bunch of like, you know, a, 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 all different range of companies. And that really. was going mad during that time, wasn't it? Yeah, so obviously we were really, really taken off. Um and then I suppose in my head, then I was like, okay, we're, we're selling, we're doing all these numbers on say across social media platforms. Google is another thing. So, and a guy introduced me to a Google guy back home who actually worked in Google on the advertising team, but he wanted to do his own thing. So we connected. Um, I was like, okay, do you want to come work with me? He was like, yeah, I was like, let's do it. So I basically went around to all my e-commerce clients. I was like, we're making you hundreds of thousands of in monthly sales we think we can add more revenue on google as a, for the first one i don't like let, let's do it super cheap less like 600 euros or whatever done it smashed it another revenue uh, stream for the brand on google uh, and then it just became google became such a big part of, of of that then as well next was tiktok snapchat and then email marketing became another thing. I saw thing. you mentioned recently people are sleeping on Snapchat just now because it's kind of woken up again as a yeah. as a platform. What's yeah. happening there? Snapchat's a huge thing. Um, it's just, it's so, you can, it, it's the interface in regards to the, the building out the campaigns are the exact same as Meta, as Facebook. So, but it's a lot cheaper. So it's just cheaper traffic and you can target very similarly. You can optimize very similarly. So it's just a very, very good platform, but again if the brand is proven concept on on the facebook and instagram then then snapchat will work so it's like an add-on you know it's like an add-on so eventually and it just all evolved into becoming like a one-stop shop for e-commerce growth and now we position ourselves as like your fractional marketing team or um your orchestrated revenue partner where we just basically do love everything the terminology to, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So, it's, a, it's that integration piece that i was talking about where like they don't look at you as like another yeah. marketing expense so like oh yeah. that's like our that's that's like a part that's our almost a department for that's us. our team yeah that's our team yeah like we're available as your team like you know it makes you much more sticky yeah absolutely a, as, a, as, a, as a as a as a spend for them as well and you're much yeah. more integrated and it'd be much harder for somebody to maybe cold prospect them and be like yeah look we want to bring you across we can increase your 
um, return on investment by X, and they're like, oh no, like we get a really good service from yeah. this because because nowadays in this space, people are constantly trying to acquire yeah new new, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, that's 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 a daily thing, daily occurrence. But uh, that's that's what any industry though. Any industry that's is, is going to be the same, you know. Yeah, that's a cool. lot of people are pivoting towards uh, AI now, so okay, less competition for for me. <laughs> yeah, people get shiny Audrip syndrome, don't they? Because yeah. you were mentioning that it naturally came that you would expand to working with e-commerce, driven by the yeah. lockdown period. Yeah, but you have largely kept within this domain of expertise, and as you said, you kind of just slowly added strings to the bow: yeah. Google, Snapchat, TikTok. Yeah, and you didn't pivot towards. Oh, I'm an AI uh, Web three crypto guru now. Yeah. Like it was always like, let's stay the course in an area yeah. where I've got real expertise. And it's interesting when you develop a skill set in one area, you're quite often able to apply it in another that has slightly similar domains, but not completely different because it's so easy to get distracted by yeah. whatever comes up next. Yeah, absolutely. And there has been carrots dangling in front of me endless amounts of Temptation. times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I could have made millions through dropshipping, in my opinion. Like, you know, a lot of people have come to me, Adam, 50% of this store is yours. We're going to do it together. This is going to happen, blah, blah, blah. And that store has went on to make millions, you know. Um, but for me, it was just like, it, it, it takes off my 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 long-term uh, thing. And I would rather grow by, I would rather grow by two to 5% month on month, year on year, rather than, have a huge spike in sales and then have to go into a different industry six months time six months or 12 months time uh, later, so uh, you'd rather have sustainable longevity yeah. than boom and bust and then pivoting yeah 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 do you think that's a personality type thing um i think it's just more of a I, deep thinking and deep deep planning thing because i don't really care like i don't really care about like fast cash like i don't really care about that that type of stuff you know i don't really like that that stuff it, you know it's not really my you know like it's not it doesn't excite me that much you know you've got good self-awareness what have you done to work on that um i just i'm just the most deep thinker of all time man <laughs> like people say to me like you know people say to me like are you okay i'm like yeah why and they're like you haven't spoken in the last five minutes and i'm like oh i was just thinking and they're like what the fuck i'm just I'm, I'm just such a deep thinker like you know every every you're taking the time to just ruminate i'm just thinking so deep man like Every every person, <laughs> so many people say that to me. Every girl I'm dating is always like, "What are you thinking about?" <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, I never. It doesn't matter." But I'm just so deep. I'm so I, I I'm such a deep thinker. Like, you know, my mind is just. Do you have a process deep. for gathering those ideas off the back of it? Um, in terms of not losing those thoughts and ideas that are coming up during this kind of deep process. I always I keep notes on my phone. Um, on my iPad, I've like just I use Good Notes. Uh, 2.0 which is a fantastic app and I just have a planning a planning notepad and I just every is that like, a, just, almost like a second brain kind of idea yeah well I have Notion as well Notion is is the second brain so I kind of like my process around that is to put everything into uh, my iPad I write it on my iPad most mornings I highlight all the key things and then I put them on my Notion so that that's kind of my, my you platform. filter through it to get that because yeah. I, I think so many of us come up with these thoughts and ideas yeah and often we don't give ourselves the space to explore them or the opportunity to retain them and yeah. then refine them. Because, for example, yeah. you've got a two-tier process there, which I think is really important because there's a filtering <laughs> between writing in the iPad, like, I don't want to say vomiting, but like a word vomit, like just yeah. brainstorm. Yeah. 
yeah, bang, yeah, bang, yeah. bang, 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 bang. And yeah. then, right, what do I need to do to get this into a stage where it can go on Notion and be something that's either actionable or something that sits in the background for the for, yeah. the, for the future? Because many yeah. of us don't give ourselves the time to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just systemizing, systemizing your thoughts into plans and then into actions. So, like, writing causes thinking. So don't think, just put the pen on the thing and just write. Today is Wednesday and whatever, you will dump everything onto a page. Go back and read it over, highlight the things, what you need to do, what's to make it into a priority list and then put that onto, onto Notion. And I, on my Notion, I have like a board. My board is like uh, long-term goals this month, this week, today, future tasks uh, completed. And uh, I have a daily routine thing then so I can cross-check that I'm on the line with my, with my routine and that's kind of my Notion. Yeah, I, I, I love that. And I love the way, like, when you're mapping out in front of us on the desk, you're able to be like, this is the column, this, 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 this. Yeah. And you're like, because you, you look at it every day. Whereas yeah. I think, I, and and that's a really common theme within many of the really successful people I've had on the podcast. They're able to articulate what their process is for yeah. doing these things. Yeah. And so many people don't slow down yeah. in this day and age to do that. Yeah. And the temptation, as you've said, is to just be a busy fool and run from thing to thing, yeah. get distracted yeah. by the next shiny object. Yeah. I was joking earlier about distraction from TikTok, porn, vaping, all these yeah, yeah. cheap things. <laughs> cheap dopamine. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But you taking the time to be like, pause and like have this systemized approach. Many yeah. of the people that choose to listen to a podcast like this one would tremendously benefit from having a process like that. Yeah, yeah. This is from deep thought, man. This is from deep thought. Like, you know, I've I've had a fucking probably I've probably have loads of trauma in my brain that, that allows me to like just deep deep think. So um, I think that I can if I can use that you know productively then to to you know you know digest thoughts on a deeper deeper level I can systemize you know an approach then into into that. So um, yeah, I, I I'm in my own head all the time mostly it's good sometimes it's bad but uh using it productively to kind of like progress is is the main thing on the days it's bad do you have a process for making it healthier um i try so when it's bad i know it's bad because i'll make a list um and i'll make a li another one another one from ty lopez and what i'll do is i will write out sleep training fitness uh nutrition water intake stress levels and i will make a score out of 10 on all of them and then I will find the average. And if I say, okay, my average is uh, four out of 10. Okay, then of course I, I, I take, I'll be like accountability then is the main thing. I'll say, I am feeling like shit because I ate McDonald's over the weekend. My sleep was shit for two nights. Um, I didn't meditate or take any mindfulness in a week. I only trained twice this week. I didn't walk 10K steps every day last week. And of course I'm going to feel like shit. You know, so if I, I'll, I'll just consciously fix that over the next seven days and then I feel great again, you know, so I, I have like a, accountability and again, a process to, to fix it. That, and then I'm fully, it. and then I'm fully fine. Yeah. I see people who are tired all the time and I'm saying, you eat Domino's pizza twice a week and you're, you, I just saw you drink a liter of Coke. Of course you're going to be tired. Like yeah. if I drink a liter of Coke, I'm going to be tired because I'm not hydrated. My body's not functioning. Of course you're tired. So like people don't have that self-awareness and, and accountability. The, yeah. One of the biggest contributions that Andrew Schubman has made is that the mind often follows the body. Yeah. So you were naming things there that all relate to, or mostly relate to the body. Yeah. And guess what? Your mind falls off the back of that. So yeah. I didn't go my walk. 
I feel a bit sluggish. I don't feel yep. as I don't feel as fluid on this yep. uh, on, on this work block that I'm doing. Yep. I'm I well hydrated. Guess what? Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm not as, I'm not as cognizant. I'm not as sharp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, there's so many things that it delves back to and people rail against this sometimes and they're like, yeah. oh no, I'm just having a bad day. And you're yeah. like, there's probably a reason for it. Yeah. Like there, like there will undeniably be something that happened previously yeah. that has led to this. And like the habits that we have now yeah. are probably where you and I are going to end up in six months, end up in in 12 months yeah. time. And the conversations I get to have with somebody like you in December, 2023 will help shape what I'm thinking about, what I'm doing, how I'm feeling, how motivated I am yeah. for starting 2024. Yeah. And that's that's a that's a great thing. Like I'm yeah. I'm, I'm doing the work now. Yeah. Because I, in 2024 I won't be undeniable. Yeah. Yeah. It's so really you're you're, you're you're it's all you're always at a fork in the road. It's like you you just have to decide which which way you're going. You know? Yeah. One of the forks in the road that you had was <clears throat> moving to Marbella. Yeah. Where was the business at at this stage, and what led to that? I think I was just doing so. When I first started my business, I said, like my first goal was 2K a month to replace my salary. So I achieved that. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to go big and I'm going to aim for 10K a month. And my goal was 10K a month and moving to this apartment back home called the Elysian. So the Elysian is like the tallest building in Ireland. It's like, it stands out like a sore thumb back home. It looks like a New York building in the middle of, of Ireland, right? So I was like, okay, someday I'm going to live in there. And that was my goal for so long. So eventually, about another, maybe another eight months after my first client, I, I hit 10K a month and I hit, I've moved into that exact apartment. So I was like, okay, this is a problem because I now need new goals. I was like, I achieved all my goals. I didn't know what to do next. So I was kind of like looking for a thing. So I redone my goals and I looked at, uh, I, I just put the sun, I just put a picture of, of the sun on a, on a vision board and I was looking at that. Um, and then someone said, do you want to come to Madrid? So I ended up going to Madrid. Then we ended up in Marbella. But before I moved there, I probably was just under 20 grand a month. Um, probably had two people. Um, I think one full-time, one part-time person on the team. Um, and we were probably just under 20 grand a month. So I moved there. Um, and eventually I was like, yeah, this is, uh, this, is, this is home for me. What did Marbella enable you to do that you weren't able to do at home? Think bigger. Um, connect with the success. So I was able to see, like, you know, as I said, in Ireland, I didn't see a, I, I, I didn't see a Ferrari. I didn't see a supercar until I was like 19 or 18 or 19. I didn't see a, a real Rolex until I was 21. So I didn't even see or feel or understand how... Like, Trademarks of wealth. Yeah, I didn't even... So it's hard to it's hard to believe in yourself. It's hard to take the big the big action when you don't fully believe. So when I came to Marbella, I saw all the people. I was just meeting random people in the gym. They're like, yeah, I make 100 grand a month from property or I'm a crypto millionaire or they were doing all these different things. So they would have the lifestyle and the success that I really desired. So I was able to... I suppose, grasp that and then take bigger action and work harder because I could see and feel and taste. And I was like, okay, I can get this. And then I would I would push myself towards that. It's funny you mentioned the importance of Marbella for you because I was aware of you through Darren, but when I interviewed Marcus the other day, he was talking about an event he attended in Marbella and yeah. how it opened up his mind yeah. to the possibilities of internet money and what you guys could earn if you got things right yeah and it almost smashed some of his limiting beliefs and if yeah. you look at what he's gone on to do that must feel really cool to be acquainted with people at different points in their journey yeah 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 so yeah shout out to marcus marcus is like a brother to me but marcus was like he was staying on my couch in marbella four years ago now he's driving around in a rolls royce in dubai <laughs> so um yeah it, it's it's amazing like 
being able to, I suppose, like the same way that, you know, we're able to, to do that. People, it's like, it's like a never ending cycle. Like, for example, like we said, Rob Lipset kind of like was that for me. He done that to me. He showed it was possible and he was able to say like, he was able to show, you know, you can build a lifestyle, you can build a, 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 an exciting business from hard work and, and progression, leveraging the internet. So yeah, it's a it's a super super important thing, uh, and and I I I, I really really love lo- love the way that I can you know be able to help anyone. Be that support <coughs> for somebody. Um, such a common phrase in the podcast that I use, and one of my favorite quotes, and one of the things that I write quite often in my, in my in my journal is that a rising tide raises all ships. Yeah, yeah, love that. And if somebody's on their way up, well, let's try and bring people with you. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong, you left friends and people behind because yeah. they weren't willing to come on the journey and the trajectory with you. They might have held you where you are they might have anchored you yeah but you were like i'm on my way up on my way up and if guys want to come on that journey with you the more the merrier there's it's not like a there's not a scarcity mindset about getting to the top and again we're we're mentioning darren a lot but i know you guys are from a very similar part of ireland him and i guest share him and i share tips about studios to use when you're in different cities and countries and you'd be like oh but you both have a have a podcast like do you not like are you taking listening hours away from each other i'm like i'm not in competition like look what he's done in the last year on youtube like like yeah. i'm so pleased from i've not yeah. quite cracked youtube at all yeah i'm buzzing to see him doing it yeah and um, for his 100th episode i introduced him to joe delaney who had been on my show and yeah. joe was like somebody that we both looked up to so much yeah. in those early days but it was no skin off my nose to get him to do Darren's show like it was it was it was it was a good thing in the same way Marcus could work in a very similar field because he would have been at that point maybe SMMA yeah and oh might he take clients from you if you're helping him yeah don't worry about it like there's there's enough bread for us all to eat yeah anyone who thinks like that is is short-termed anyway like Mm. you can't you can't like some people like there's a story of like two people set out to succeed one person succeeds by becoming the best version of themselves they read they study they they work out late hours early mornings for years to make it happen the other person tries to succeed by putting all their efforts into tear down everyone else who's going to win in the long term like the person who's going above and beyond because this person is te- so busy trying to tear others down that they're not really building themselves so eventually they, that, that's all short-lived and you're you're, you're gonna you're gonna push on from 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 that you know Anyone who ever ever reached out to me, I've I help I give them. Every, I never hold back on anything, because that's a lesson from Bob Proctor. Abundance, like competition, is yes, friendly competition is good, but actual competing to say there's only an, a finite amount of resources is a lack or limiting belief. So it's it there's no competing. It's it's the competition is is for is for lack. Um, so I love the lessons that you bring to the fore from all the books you've read, and I would love your teachers from home to watch this back yeah. and be like, Adam never engaged in my class in any shape or form, but yeah, now yeah, he's yeah. recalling a concepts. lot of them. That has happened. A lot of them have crossed paths or mutual friends or like a lot of uh, one or two have said those exact words. Yeah, to be like Jesus, I was wrong about him. <laughs> but it was, it was just it was just finding the right sources and the right things to speak to you yeah yeah in that regard find an avenue one of the things you have spoken about but we haven't gone deep on yet is 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 vision boards <clears throat> yeah you drew the sun on one before you moved yeah. to marbella yeah. where did that concept come from um sorry my phone's ringing so that has come from that has come from bob proctor so in order to get like without going too deep on like you know 
attraction or whatever, like in order to, to, to start moving towards what you want to achieve, you have to, you have to have that feeling. And the best way to have the feeling is by putting yourself mentally into, you know, into that space and that's exercising your imagination. So your imagination is like a bicep of your mind. You have to work it. And if you never, ever, ever work your imagination, it's not going to be there. It's not going to be a strong muscle. So for me, throughout the day, whenever you, you your awareness comes to that, your goal, you should be able to, within a flick, get there, be there, you're there in in the spirit in the in the imaginary world like you're actually there it's just not physical so a vision board is a huge way to to get there a vision board is a huge way to feel it and put yourself in there and actually like you know you can actually be there like you can actually be there and it's future and then you'll start moving towards that and that will start coming toward coming to you as well and that's how you how you close the gap and to be honest 80 percent of everything i've ever put in a vision board has has come to life What's left on there that you're really striving towards? A couple of big things. A um, couple of big ones, like, you know, big things. Um, you know, uh, I've had to put a couple of cars on there, but I'm, to be honest, I'm not really interested in cars. Um, so, yeah, a couple of, couple, of, couple of bits or not, I have not come to fruition yet, but Ty Lopez always says, you're, whenever you set a goal, add two to ten years on top of that for it to become a reality because that's an average how long it will take if you set a goal for 2024 and if it doesn't happen in 2024 it will happen in the next two to ten years so you bet you make sure your goal is big and make sure you're given that time frame for it to for it to become. and you've got your process with your notion checking in on your daily habits that you're working towards it as well yeah um, there's a chap online i've had him on the show and uh, darren's interviewed him as well ross harkness um he just talks about self-mastery and one of the things he talked about was conscious alignment okay and it's checking in on yourself that each of these things that you're striving towards so on your vision board you could have these high highfalutin goals yeah but if your daily processes don't in some way move you towards them yeah. then you're kind of kidding yourself on yeah. and i think there's probably people with vision boards out there who have maybe stumbled across the concept or talk a big game about a goal they've got yeah that if you looked at their habits or you did like a helicopter view to use a wanky corporate term like look from above yeah, yeah, yeah. you'd be like you're not doing any of these things that you nah. like they're going to move you in the right direction so nah. if i said i want to have one of the top podcasts in the uk i should probably be releasing two to three high quality podcasts yeah. every single week yeah i should be researching the guests really well i should be reaching yeah. out to people like you getting into your network and understanding who else might be good for the yeah. show if i'm not doing that then i'm kind of just saying that i'm oh, oh i want to have a top podcast yeah. it's just it's just all words there's no uh, oomph for action behind it yeah absolutely and some people get a semi-dopamine hit just from saying it and that's a problem because some people will just go to bed and sleep at night time to say, I've, I have, I have, I understand, uh, I, I understand the skeleton of a plan, but th th that's not even 1%. Like that's not even, yes, planning is important, but without doing anything, you know, it's never, not, it's not, intellectual masturbation. Yeah, yeah, it is. And some people just feel, some people want to have, you know, they want to go for a coffee, they want to have a, a meeting about a meeting and they just want to talk about something that they want to happen in the future. That's not really going to, that you know, yeah. you shouldn't have time for that. Within your, within your group now, you've got the investing and in buying of brands. Yeah. What led you to get involved in that space? I've always wanted a brand. It's, it's been my goal for, for years, like, uh, been always been my goal. Um, and I suppose, you know, I've just been, I, I've, I've always lived below my means. So I've been saving for a long, long, long time over the years. 
And I suppose when an opportunity came to, to acquire a brand, I was kind of, I was kind of prepared and ready. So I was like, let's give it a try. Um, and I did. And I just opened up that. It was like a natural progression. What's the criteria um, you look for when you're going when to acquire a brand? Yeah. Um, so it's very different. No, back then I was acquiring brands through COVID. So like, you know, people were just, the sales were all like, you know, just bananas back then. Um, but I suppose I kind of have, you know, I kind of have a sixth sense in regards to from working with so many e-commerce brands over the years, you kind of just have a sixth sense of like, it's orchestration. It's orchestration because some people have an amazing product. Some people have an amazing creative team. They have a brilliant website, but it's not orchestrated all aligned. And that's a big problem. If people can orchestrate things and some people sit there pulling their hair out being like, why is this not working? I have a great product. I have a great uh, website. I have a great social media presence. It's because it's not orchestrated correctly. It's not fully aligned as a whole. Like there's, there's all inconsistencies across the entire business. Um, and that's why people lack skill. So if I can see some form of orchestration, then it'll be like, I'm like, yeah, that's a cool brand. Or if I can see something that has everything that's not orchestrated, and then me and my team can come in and orchestrate it, then it, then it can work. But I feel like second um, nature to you walking in and being like, you guys aren't doing this and this. Yeah. Why not? Or you're doing this, but you're doing it in a way that doesn't make any sense yeah. or it isn't uh, aligned. And I've seen you say before, like you've looked at a company and they're maybe got different strategies for TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram, yeah. Facebook. And that's, that, none of that's orchestrated. Exactly. Which yeah. is a great, it's a great, it's a great term. They need to be singing from the same hymn sheet to use a, to, yeah. to, to use a phrase. Yeah. And I, it, it's funny how somebody with a level of expertise, a throwaway comment you might make just from a really quick glance at something. Yeah would blow the mind of the creator, the owner of that business yeah. because they're like, oh, this is a problem that yeah. I just couldn't see. Like they couldn't see the wood for the trees. Whereas you're yeah. like, oh, why are you not doing that? Yeah. And straight away they're like, ah, I get it now. And that's where I guess your value as an investor or like, I've heard you joke before, it's almost like, like private equity, you're giving them backing. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's what kind of naturally evolved for me. But my goal, I suppose, with that was to, like number one a big mistake i made was it, it, it's it during covid it was but after when that, that died down you can't be an angel investor in brands because there's so much different things to, to spin right it was not happening at all so i had to pull out one or two projects but my goal with that as a whole is to um my goal as a whole is to find one winner okay and now i have like my passion project which is my clothing brand called toyk top of your game um and that's the brand that I love. So th I found that winner. I still own one or two other brands, but um, th that that's that's my my passion. You're backing project. that horse, like the, the one thing, Gary Keller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one thing. So again, I was I was stretched a lot with that, um, and then you know if a staff member went on holidays it was like whoa like we're really we're really not prepared for all of this because i was trying to go from like 1 million to 10 million but you know i, w I went way too quick during covid everything was great all the finances were perfect but then when that died down it was a little bit slower so cost ad costs went up uh fulfillment went way up cost of product went way up so kind of like it kind of balanced out a little bit for the brands um so yeah but look it's it's all a lesson it's it's all with this clothing brand, what lessons are you bringing forward from the two that previously didn't go well? I know you had Script and Elysium. Yeah, so I started, <laughs> you've done your research, man. Um, I <laughs> so I started, yeah, I started, I tried to start the brand Script in 2019. Uh, I was going to launch a clothing brand 
I got inspiration from a couple of brands. There's a brand called Blakely, uh, massive UK brand. I love their stuff. Uh, got inspiration from a couple of brands. So I was going to just start doing a brand like that, uh, T-shirts. So I was getting samples from China and just couldn't get momentum with it, man. I couldn't get the products right. I couldn't orchestrate it. I couldn't orchestrate everything together because, again, my, I was still running my agency, probably doing 15, 12 to 15 grand a month maybe. So trying to build that. So eventually that just fizzled out after a good couple of months. And I, I, I've tried to build this, but it always came back to my, my agency then as well. So like, that's another, yeah. then the second brand, sorry, was uh, Elysium. That was being started with uh, my friend in the UK who owns a creative agency. We were going to, st- we were, we were starting that. We built out all the concepts. We were in the middle of uh, the process, uh, the sample processing, the website build. We actually had the website build. Everything was going really well. And then, it, it, it can just fizzle out so quickly. Um, cu- cu- couldn't orchestrate it again. So couldn't orchestrate it again. So it didn't I really, all join up in the way you wanted it to. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and again, without having, without being able to commit fully to it, it was never gonna, gonna, gonna take off. Um, but the, the other thing is, w- w- I, uh, f- something that serves me really well is that I put like my passion and vision above financing. So there's also been opportunities that, I could have progressed financially a lot, lot, lot a more. A dropshipping, you said. Like dropshipping, like, you know, uh, education, like consulting, like uh, other brands, uh, other, oper- like endless amounts of things, right? But crypto as well, I never bought $1 of crypto. Never bought a penny, never spent a penny on crypto. Probably wrong because some of my friends literally sat me down and was like, you have all the money in the bank right now, put it in here and it's going to triple. And they were right, it did. But... I just never did it, right? So I, I could be the fool there, I don't know. But I've always just put my passion and long-term vision ahead of anything else. So for example, we're starting this clothing brand. We're after scaling endless amounts of clothing brands ourselves to a million plus. I can do that for myself, big margins, you know, all the success there. But I've, I've also cancelled meetings with suppliers and partners, everything to attend to clients for the agency. So yeah, my mind subconsciously doesn't allow me to go down other projects because i'm so emotionally connected with this one and that that makes me very it may it's probably a good and bad thing but yeah i'm so emotionally involved here with this because again i started from scratch it was every it was make a break for my life with this with this agency put you here look look where you are right now it's like if exactly if, if, if you told 20 year old adam you'd be sat sat in dubai having a chat about your success. He would be like, mate. He'd be buzzing. He, he wouldn't believe it. <laughs> he wouldn't even think it's, he, he wouldn't think it's possible at all, at all. One of the last things I'm interested in, what do you think 30-year-old Adam would look back on and not believe it's possible that you're hoping to achieve? Fuck, man. Good question. 30-year-old me. Um, what have you got, four or five years? Uh, I just turned 27, 27 yeah. three years. So, yeah. So there is one thing that pops to mind. It's a video of this, like this video always gets me. It's like a video of a very, very old man. He must be in his 80s, late 80s, early 90s. And he goes to like a cinema with his wife uh, and like let's say his 90th birthday or whatever. And he's super old guy. And they're watching a movie. And the movie is of the the, the, the concentration camps during the World War Two in, in uh during the World War II period. And what he doesn't realize is that he's in the movie. Everyone in the movie is 
um, in the concentration camps. So what he done during the war is he took people out. He saved people from there. And then they all started families and they all moved out. And then at the end of the thing, uh, at the end of the movie, at, which is a documentary, it, uh, the lights come on, everybody stands up and starts clapping. And what he did, what he realizes that everybody who's in the movie theater at the time is the people he saved from the concentration camp, and they all have beautiful families, they all have lives, they all have white, they all have uh, partners and everything. So he saved them from the thing, and he gave them a life. So that's something that really resonated with me. And if I can find, you know, say fifty people who were like me when I was twenty in the warehouse, and I can give them a roadmap and guidance, and they can be in Dubai and they can do all these things, and someday when I'm thirty and we can have a, some form of meeting where they all have happiness in their life from direction and career growth because of what I've built and then that's that's something that brings my life purpose then you know um that's beautiful mate so that's that's something that's something that comes to mind when I, when I think of that and that's that's kind of my goal with uh that's what I want to bring to life in in the coming years yeah you've you've catered for a lot of your own needs at this point and that's only going to go in one direction because of the compounding effect of what you've built already yeah, yeah. you've obviously got the passion project of the the clothing brand yeah but having this kind of overarching goal in the background as well of yeah I, I mentioned the rising tide phrase i really think it reson i really think it links nicely with what you've just said there yeah. if you can bring these directionless young guys with you through your education give them something that they couldn't believe at 20 years old when they're 26 they might yeah. be out in dubai marbella yeah. wherever they are living a life that they've always dreamed of yeah. that'd be so cool yeah man that's it and it's 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 like it's like basically flipping life on its head it's like you know i used to when i was back then i was like I could never find happiness. Really. I don't think happiness was even possible for me because I had unfulfilled potential. I wanted to achieve something. I wanted to put my, I, I don't think I would ever found fulfillment in life if, if I didn't, if I didn't find Ty Lopez, you know, I would have never found full, I would have never found happiness. And think about that. Think about when you're 20 years of age and you have no pathway to happiness. And then you find one person and he teaches you everything and then you become the most happy you jump out of bed at 6am every morning you love life and you know you've had you have all your dreams and and you're able to your friends are all your it's 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 such a different existence do you know what i'm saying yeah so for me to become ty lopez for for a, a network of, of younger and probably generation. even more relatable for the young irish guys as well yeah and that's that's my goal they yeah. can join the dots much quicker yeah 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 so that's my goal with the with the, with the power institute that we have um you know to, to 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 build that to build that network and build that for people you know yeah let's do it adam i've loved this conversation and i'm sure the listeners have as well if they want to continue the conversation with you where should they head towards so yeah probably more most active on instagram adam power 96 um and adam power 21 is on twitter so uh either one either one of the both two. will be linked in the show notes thank you adam and thank you yeah. to you the listener i'll be back to speak to you all again very very soon